This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. The Joey Payne Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m. Hello, I'm Joey Page and I host the Indie Alternative Psych Music Show on Fubar Radio every Wednesday from 2pm. You can also expect a little slice of punk and ska and a few other bits of hip-hop and things like that as well. I speak to bands, musicians and even your favourite venues and record stores. What we've done is we've put together a top lineup of past and current interviews. If you want the full episodes, which feature me babbling on like this and all the songs, then you can find us on the Fubar Radio website. However, each of these special little episodes, which are exclusive to Spotify and iTunes, will feature the best of the best up-and-coming bands, as well as our favourite ever guests. On this episode, I have got something new, something brand new, something that's taken off, and someone who's been around for a while and it's a pleasure to have on the show. I've got bits of interviews from a chat that I had with Ed the Dog, who is an amazing personality, lovely to talk to, and I liked him so much that I got him back in about two weeks later on my Christmas special I had a chat with brand new band Wavoka Gentle Ellie Bleach who is a pure up and coming talent I spoke to her just a couple of weeks ago on my show and the stalwarts of the indie music scene Tokyo Police Club also join me in this episode Joey Page's full show is live every Wednesday from 2 till 4pm Ed from Ed the Dog is here hello you all right? Yes, I'm all right. Um, I so keep on wanting to say, um, as I'm sure you get this a lot, Ed the Horse, but... Uh, oh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm of course. To get yeah, it yeah. Right, you know. That's, uh, that's the reference my granddad brings up a lot. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a lot older than you. Welcome to my world. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to stop saying I'm old on radio. I never... You're not that How old are no. you? Oh, let's start like this. Uh, how old do you reckon I am? 32. Oh, yeah, all right. You've just come under... Under the actual... Old is, that, is that right? Yeah. Is that was, about I was, right? I was getting ready to shut down the whole station. Oh, if you'd have no, no, gone no, higher. No, no. But no, I look like an absolute bag of shit not. today. Uh, 34. 34? Yeah, I'm 34. You're, you're, uh, lo- you're looking great uh, for 34. And, I must and say. you are looking great for 26. Yeah. Are you 26? Bang on. Bang. That's amazing. Yeah. Or I've done my research. Well, the other day I was I was at the, um, at the supermarket counter in Asda and I got ID'd for for a drink it made me really sad yeah. but at the same time I was like well, maybe do I know, do look 18 do you, know, do you know what makes you even more sad what? is when it stops happening and it has now stopped for me oh really you just go yeah. in and they're like you're an yeah, adult you're an adult you're <laughs> an adult you're an adult so um, how you doing man I, I'm okay I'm a little bit tired how are you I'm, I'm good thanks for asking they never ask uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're a bit tired. You just got back from Singapore. I, uh, I yes, I, I did. I was out there visiting my 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 dad who lives there, and I was visiting my sister in Australia as well. I oh, popped over and nice. said hello. Whereabouts in Australia? Away. She lives in Melbourne. Okay, not been, but I have been to Australia, so I'm always interested. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's I've not ni- made it there. It's yet. a nice bit of town. Yeah. Nice art galleries. Oh, I enjoyed okay. it very much. Yeah, cool. Well, something that I'm enjoying very much is is your work. Oh, thanks very lovely. much. What a professional segue. That, uh, that was an ama- amazing. And nothing You're- undermines it more by saying how professional was straight after. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, it's, yeah. O- it, it's okay. It's all um, right. So, yeah, you tell us. It's all, it's all kind of lovely for you. You're getting a lot of accolades from lots of uh, high 
regarding music it, it, journalists and DJs and stuff. And it's uh, very the odd. album is out, which is great. Shame, not a great shame. No, <laughs> it's no. good shame, and it's great. It's out. Um, you see, it's the, it's the fact that punctuation doesn't exist in speech, so yeah. it can be. It does if you do it properly, but I, I don't. So. That's, that, uh, so yeah, tell uh, us tell us about the the roller coaster ride that is Ed the Dog. Well, it's it, coming up tomorrow. We will have been a band for six months. Amazing. And uh, I was thinking, I was like, my my god. Really, it's gone quite well so far. Everyone seems to be liking the record, and it seems to have. So you you wrote and made the record within that time as well. Yeah, yeah. I did stuff. I've been doing it for like I've been writing that record since last year. Right, that makes me feel a bit better about my own life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I was I I made it all at home in my uh, in my parents' loft. Oh, see, that's a. That's progression. People always say bedroom, but you've gone loft. Yeah, 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 exactly. I made it up in the loft, and then uh, and then I, I showed it to my managers in demo form, and I said, "We can, well, we'll go and get it mm-hmm. done in the studio, get it get it made sound all good, and they just went, why don't we just release this? Yeah. And I've never like considered myself like a producer, an engineer, or anything like that. So it was. Oh, but um, now you now you've got that credit, and now you've got that. I, I know. Those I was options like, in I, life. I was like, I guess I am all of a sudden. Yeah. Great, crazy, and so yeah. Tell us a bit about the album itself. It's just, um, it's just a collection of. Oh, I mean, the title gives it away. Like yeah. most of the songs are just, just about like feelings of like anxiety and and shame and uh, just you know just all these little stories and stuff that have happened to me throughout my life and um, just all culminated into those little little ten tracks. And I just noticed that thematically the whole thing is about anxiety, mm. really, basically. Now. I've not seen you live, but mm-hmm. I've listened to the album, and what struck me, first of all, was you look nothing like what I imagined that musician to look like, but really? then upon meeting what did you, you... What did you imagine? I just, like, uh, I don't know why I had you down as, as blonde, but okay. uh, but not, that's, not the, that's not the main thing, but just, like, you're very smartly dressed, and you've got a real good look about you, but, like, oh, you're like but I don't feel you. like that sound, but you then, when you meet me. you, and we start talking, I'm like, this is exactly the sound that comes out of this, because <laughs> it's, it's like your music, and I mean this in a good way, it's very frenetic and sort of yeah, yeah, all yeah, over yeah. the place, and I love it, it's great. Oh, so, yeah, uh, it's nice, because you don't always get that, but you, having spent a very short amount of time with you, the album is definitely your work like you can feel that and i think like giving it that authenticity which is just a natural thing which a lot of people can't do is what is uh, really great about this well, record that, thanks so much that means a lot and it's it's I, I, I the word i keep hearing back is like people think it's quite honest and i try to make it as honest as possible mm. so if it's coming across authentic, mm. then I've done my job. But also, right. it's fun. Do you know what I mean as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I have, I have a bit, a bit of fun with production stuff. It's mainly because I was just learning how to produce, so it's yeah. got all those weird effects on the voice here and yeah. there, and just you know, just making mistakes along the way. It's, mm. uh, it's, I like it. It sounds, uh, which is funny to say about my work because usually, it just you know, there's always something random or wrong with it, and there always will be. But it's just not when I listen to it through. I'm like, oh, I did. It was. It's actually turned out okay in the end. Somehow, yeah, it really has. And you're going on tour. Yep. Yeah. Uh, throughout November, starting in the Georgian Theatre. Yeah, in Stockton on Tees. Yeah. On the 15th of November, then you are in Kilmarnock, Dunfermline. Wolverton. I don't think I've ever been to Wolverton. Are we going to Wolverton? Yeah, you are. Okay. Unless that's a misspelling and it's Wolverhampton. But I think it's Wolverton. Okay. Uh, Guildford, Tunbridge Wells, the Old Blue Last in London, uh, the Junction in Plymouth. I don't know I'm reading every single one of these out, but I've nearly done now. The Hornets and Albans. Norwich Arts Centre Mm -hmm. in... You guessed it, Norwich on the first of December. So yeah. a good a good run of a dates good run of and uh, how does it 
manifest itself live because this is something I don't know about you. Uh, just yet. It, it's um, it, I, because the record's so like sampled and edited. Mm. I just wanted the live thing to be a, a totally different kettle of fish. So I got right. it. So it's it's just like a four piece band. It's, I've got one of my it, well, actually the members the members in the band are all from uh, the bands I've been in for the last ten years right. basically. So I've got my. Old, one of my oldest friends Charlie Lashmar's playing guitar he was I, I grew up with him he lives ne- he lives next door back in Lane End which is the village I live in outside High Wycombe uh, the guy called Zach Tozer is on bass guitar and he used to be in a band I was in called Fish Tank and then the uh, the guy on the drum kit David Kelly used to be in a band that I basically wanted to be in right. uh, called Vasco da Gama and I, I met him on the scene because that Fish Tank band was in the math rock kind of circuit right. so I met him through that and it's just like when when I did the album and stuff, I was like, "Well, who could I get?" And so I, I, I so you I, basically created your own supergroup. Yeah, of, it, well, of, what of it feels like parts. to me is I've yeah. got like a supergroup of, of people, of, yeah, and um, I absolutely love it. I could, couldn't couldn't ask for a nicer bunch of dudes. Have you done any dates since the album's come out? Yeah. yeah. So, so how is it on the road? Bit like, have you kind of got a good rapport going? Like, yeah. as a gang, are you going around we, having <laughs> having a sweet time? Or what's going? Oh yeah, no, we were uh, we we I don't know. We we have a lot of curry house talk what we call it okay. so so like there's a where where i where i live in the in the loft bit where we like rehearse um there's a curry house just around the corner which we always go to which afterwards. part of the world are we talking uh this is in high wickham in high wickham yeah oh my god right so Sai, who i used to present the show with he's from high wickham so i know an unreasonable oh, wow. amount of uh, wickham Poor wanderers bastard. stuff etc <laughs> so you're the second person i've met from high wickham there you go are, are we coming across right are we all right yeah, yeah you, you and him are quite similar actually don't you think it's quite similar to Sai in a lot of ways but the curry house talk thing is um yeah. just like when we when normally it's quite professional when we like band practice and get stuff through and then as soon as we get to the curry house like everyone like devolves into just like who can come up with like the sickest jokes who can be as like depraved as possible so for this a bit. Is like, and then we leave and then it's all okay it's, all so it's, yeah. like, it's like locker room talk yeah exactly <laughs> it's like it's like it's like hardcore locker room talk okay. half the time. and half the time it's just to see how far like we can go with each mm-hmm. other on stuff I, i'm just like brainstorming here but yeah because i didn't know where you were going when you kept saying curry house talk and i was thinking maybe you should just do a little tour of curry houses and play that'd be amazing them. i'll tell you what the one that we were the, the one that's around the corner last time we were in there there was a uh, an Elvis impersonator was playing the next Perfect. day when we but we were we were playing a show in London ah. and I was so disappointed I was like imagine going for the curry and seeing Elvis at the same time would have been oh, unbelievable but yeah, it just didn't course. happen it was um, it, it made us all quite sad to be honest oh well hopefully he did well enough that he'll return yeah got to do a couple of now we're on the curries what, what's your typical order when you're in the, in the curry house oh or? I, I I had a curry People last night weirdly yeah, uh, I had uh, what do I have I had a chicken down sack I'm a bit I'm big on lentils right okay. and um, uh, but mostly when I'm with the band we we tend to like because because Zach uh, is vegan mm. so all our riders are vegan and stuff so right. we it, most of the time I end up ordering just like dal normally get the dal and something yeah. else or like some potato dish or something like yeah. that but the chicken down sack that's the one that's the one that's the one right. for me what about you good i've just gotten into uh doppiazza which i never had before What's that? It's, it's mainly onion based oh sweet but uh yeah how sweet what's, what's the spice level just like? a medium i can't go any higher than that i know i'm i'm terrible with it and and one other thing before we get on to this is like a sort of mini version of the the game that we're going to play in a minute before mm-hmm. we let you go and before we play your single but uh <laughs> we're almost the mini We've version got, wait, of it. there's a game yeah yeah uh, oh okay but, uh, it's <laughs> should I, is it like general knowledge should i prepare no, for no, this? No, 
no, no, no. Okay, no. good. Um, good, good, good. Now, Excellent. I'm, I'm sure this is pretty much radio interview fodder when uh, you get interviewed because of the band name, but tell me about your favourite kind of dog. You, oh. Do you own a dog? Yeah, I've got I've got two right. dogs, right. and they're they're Labrador right. slash collies. Right. Okay. So I used to have a Labrador Dalmatian cross. Wow. But, yeah. What the hell did that look like? That's cool. Uh, like a sort of spotty Labrador. Did it have long Dopey. hair? Or was no, it? I had short hair, like a Dalmatian, but the body of a Labrador. Wow. But the pattern of a Dalmatian. That's and looked like an idiot. I, I, I would in love the nicest to see way it. possible. Like, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll get you a picture in a minute. So now that's the dog chat out of the way. Just uh, you know, that's that's your duty as a as a DJ. If you get a band name, you have to, yeah, a oh, no, no, I, 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 so you've got to do it. I totally understand. What an amazing little chat! I've really enjoyed having you in here. It's been oh, a lot of fun. Thanks very much. Um, I was very nervous coming in no, here today. No, you shouldn't be. You, uh, you've been great. Uh, you've been wonderful. <laughs> we've both. Oh, what <laughs> we might be starting a team here. Shame by you, Ed the Dog. What would you like to tell us about before we press play? Oh, we're doing that. Uh, it's yeah, um, that. that that track is specifically about me uh, being with my psychotherapist for okay. like I think the second or third session, trying to tell them something that was haunting me, and okay. uh, and then I, I told them, and it wasn't so bad. There you go, and then uh, it's become the title track of the album. There which you is go. Out yeah, now. go and get it, ladies and gentlemen. If you get a chance to see him, all those places that I said across the UK in November and the first day of December and some Christmas parties to be announced yeah. too. Uh, thanks so much for coming in. Thank uh, you for is, having me. Uh, this is Shame by uh, Ed's band, Ed the Dog. Joey Page's full show is live every Wednesday from 2 till 4pm. Welcome to the show, Ellie Bleach. Hello. Thanks for coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing good, thanks. Um, I haven't even turned your mic on, so there we go. <laughs> That's why you can't hear yourself. There we go. Yeah, just to forewarn you, this is my first show in about six weeks, and I am rusty as hell, so <laughs> sorry about that in advance. You're basically dealing with an untrained chimp today. How are you? I'm good, thanks. This is also... This is kind of me returning from Christmas hibernation as well. Oh, great! So we're both going to be on top four, yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to bore people with the whole oh good Christmas because I am aware it was a long time ago, <laughs> even though it's our first day back at work. How are you? What have you been doing today? Tell us a bit about what's going on in general in life. Um, what is going on in life? Well, I'm um, kind of preparing this week to record some songs um, next week. So I've been I've been sort of a hermit. Um, getting all my like demos ready and all the everything sort of um yeah everything in order to record and so let's let's uh, dig a little tiny bit deeper into that <laughs> right um how do you pre- in terms of like are you finding uh little bits of music still or like are you still writing little bits of music or are you uh fine-tuning lyrics how do you prepare for well, going into record some songs what tends to happen is I'll sort of decide okay these are the ones I'm going to record next and then in the meantime I end up sort of working on very much kind of like horizontal work where I'll just I'll be working on like 10 things half-heartedly at the same time right um so I kind of work on other tracks as procrastination because I'm terrible but but that's so good been... procrastination because the kind of thing that I do is not work based for <laughs> procrastination. I'll be like, oh, I'm going to look up for that um, person that was in that sitcom <laughs> 20 years ago and wonder what their life is. Like, I oh, yeah, this do is any... like top tier procrastination. Don't worry. Yeah, I still, yeah. I'm still 
very much into the rest of it. Yeah, but <laughs> it's good that you can do that and hop from one to the other. I think that's that's the key to success and actually getting things done because you are slowly getting it all done. <laughs> slowly. But yeah. yeah, I won't dwell too much on the slowly <laughs> side of it. So you're an Essex girl, right? I uh, am. What part of Essex are you from? South End. South End, lovely stuff. Um, I went on one of my very first dates with my wife to South End. Oh, a lovely time down there. It is a romantic town. It can be. <laughs> um, as long as you don't get run over by a boy racer in the process. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and how that shaped your sort of your way into music. Do you feel that you like heavily... Because I feel like it's a sound that comes across in your music. Like There's oh, almost really? like a bit of a, an Essex swagger to your, to your <laughs> lyrics and a bit... Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. And I just wondered if that's something that you thought about or whether that's completely organic well the the sort of Essex I feel like the South End identity is being from a seaside town is kind of is removed from the Essex identity mm. in itself so I do think um, a lot of the sort of things like artistically and aesthetically I'm interested in do sort of stem from coming from like a tacky seaside town mm. where where just everything is like a kind of shit replica of of like Blackpool or Brighton or somewhere like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of that's why I love like kitsch nostalgia and stuff that mm-hmm. kind of comes across in my music. I think it is it is a lot to do with where I live. But then there's also the like um, sort of all my friends from Southend have the same issue of. Like you know, deep down you are you are an Essex lad, an Essex girl. Yeah. But um, but you don't want to admit it. I I think it's a good. I love it. Like I think uh, there's a certain swagger about it and confidence about people from Essex. Like I always get told that I'm from Essex, even though I'm not. I've just got a fairly similar accent. (laughs) But people are always like, "Oh, you're like a cheeky Essex boy." I'm, well, I'm not even from there, but oh, the cheekiness, like, the yeah, which sort of does, counties. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird, but I do think that it's a sort of, I don't know, they feel like there's a little swagger that comes across in your music <laughs> that I quite like, and that's what I, that's where I put it down to. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it makes sense, Essex girl. Lots of people, um, like people I met at university and people I meet at gigs, a lot of them assume I'm Australian until really they talk to me. Yeah, oh. like a lot of people. Wow. Well, uh, <laughs> we've we've got a, a resident Australian out there, so we'll, maybe we'll um, we'll play a song and see if they th- can work out what that yeah. might be. Or I can just stare at them and see if we have some kind of kindred connection. Yeah. And work it but out. But no, I, I definitely didn't pick that up. <laughs> but I suppose yeah, because I did listen to your music before I read anything about you, so and then I didn't think that. But maybe I'm just smarter than all the people you went to uni <laughs> with. I don't know. So you talk about some like fairly unique and unusual things in your music, which is great. I understand that you've got a bit of a sort of love for, or not necessarily a love, but a fascination with like cult leaders and things like that. So tell us a little bit about where <laughs> yeah, that came yeah. from. Yeah, Well, a lot of the, um, so a lot of the kind of my new stuff and so the stuff I play in sets and stuff I will be recording in the coming months. Um, I sing from a lot of character perspectives these days, and right. they usually end up as sort of um, midlife crisis esque, like men. Um, Hello, you're sitting across from one right now. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, not really knowing. Yeah, not really knowing what they're doing, and um, I think a sort of one of the ways that's branched off and manifested is, yeah, I, I I'm interested in like cult leaders and that kind of stuff. Because it's the, it's still 
it's the same breed of I, I'm trying to make the link between like um, the sort of like Wall Street tycoons and cult leaders are both sort of the same like the same power hungry yeah right men, the sort but just of drive behind in slightly it. different ways yeah I just think it's great that you're tackling <laughs> not tackling it's the wrong word but <laughs> it's, not mean, as if it's, it's good like to hear people coming up with coming across some unusual things in their music it really gives you like a sort of standout kind of point and so yeah, yeah it's great I think there's there's a point for a lot of songwriters where you just get really bored of your own voice and right yeah what in like in any other discipline you, you're never expected to kind of solely write from your own from your own voice mm. from your own narrative voice like you wouldn't be a good author if you only wrote from your own narrative although some people seem to get by doing that so yeah so what do I know? What do you take into account when you're writing from the point of view of, of someone else? Like, do you do any, like, deep research into it first? Or is it just sort of like, do you just get an idea and just run with it? Or how does it work? Um, quite often I do. I did, I'm quite into making sure my songs are, like, geographically coherent. So if I mention places, I'll make sure that it's doable in the, in the narrative of the song. Like, one of them talks about being in Pittsburgh and driving down from... So driving down from a university so I had to like look up which is the nearest like Ivy League university right so you're on to, Google Maps and yeah. you're like printing it out and drawing a pencil line and working out how long that take oh yeah, yeah yeah nothing there are no mistakes <laughs> now you've said that I'm really going to go for it all and see if I can find oh, one oh yeah I'm, I am inviting yeah, yeah geographers on my case yeah you're inviting pedants to pick <laughs> apart your work basically so tell us a little bit about the live experience of, of Ellie Bleach, because unfortunately I've not seen you. I know you've got this gig coming up on the 29th for the Old Blue Last, which is part of DIY Magazine's uh, Hello 2019 mm -hmm. Festival, um, and a great thing to be sort of in cahoots with. I think it's probably the last really good sort of independent music magazine around DIY. So, mm, uh, bold claim. I, <laughs> I think it's, it's great that you know they're championing you and but what's what's the live experience like um the live experience well i'm here on my own today but the live experience is very much me as part of my band mm -hmm. and they're all my best mates and i really enjoy nice. that yeah <laughs> it is nice i really enjoy that um afterwards when people sort of come up to us they often comment on like our chemistry as a group and the they can tell we're all really good mates um, and we all have we all are sort of into the kind of old school showmanship of so I like to treat the performance almost kind of like a sort of cruise ship cabaret not as cheesy yeah. as that but I'm not into the kind of feigned indifference that a lot of um, right. a lot of like the kind of art London bands okay. have um, well that sounds really fun and something that <laughs> I'm really uh, interested to see so I'm definitely going to make an effort to come and catch you at some point because oh, that sounds right up my street to be honest well yeah listen thanks for coming in um, I'm really enjoying your really unique sound and uh, I hope to catch you live soon as well but we're going to play Leave Me Alone so is there anything you'd like to oh, tell us about that before much. we play it um, this was my latest single there's a video for it that um, I directed on YouTube um, it's on Spotify and all that stuff yeah check it I think yeah. it gives a good um, gives a good kind of indicator of what you can expect from an Annie Bleach performance I nice think. 
Cool. Well, good luck with uh, the EP that you've got coming out in April. Come back in and see us again when it comes out. I'd love to have you back in and spend a bit more time yeah. with you. But, uh, yeah, thanks for coming in. This is Ellie Bleach and Leave Me Alone. You're listening to Joey Page on FUBAR Radio. The Joey Page Show, every Wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m. now time to welcome into the studio a band that have been giving me an absolute nightmare with their band name all day long. <laughs> it's time to welcome, welcome. Vovoka Gentle. Hi. No, no, that's not how you say it, is it? Because they all just stared. Give it, give, it, give it another go. Just one more. Vovoka Gentle. You're kind of woke, yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, I, I just German. assumed it was done with a V in a kind of no, post no, it's stuff. easily done. It's easily yeah. done, yeah. So that was my guess, and I just went for it. And it's, it's difficult. I was saying this, like, when you, it's like it's really great to have new up-and-coming bands on the show, and, like, I get to have on whoever I want, and, you know, it's, it's a really great position to be in. Yeah. But sometimes you go... Oh god, there's no way of actually really finding out how I say this. <laughs> it's fine. We, just we've going. had every iteration yeah. of yeah. pronouncing yeah. this. Um, so uh, let, let's uh, let's do a proper intro because as well, I've got. I'm going to have to guess this as well. Uh, Ellie and Imogen are identical twins. Yeah. So yeah. no, I, I know I can tell by looking. I was, I was looking for confirmation on that. Go on. So I'm going to go Imogen. No. Oh, balls. So close. You took the plunge. That's yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all right. Um, and I'll be doing all those kind of banal uh, questions about twins later in the interview. Uh, <laughs> ready. So, Absolutely yeah. ready. Uh, Ellie, Imogen and William, welcome to the show. Uh, William's wearing a very fetch... I don't normally pick out what people are wearing on there, but uh, uh, some some uh, overalls. Workwear. Workwear. It's come I've been wearing this in the studio all year. Have you? Yeah. Nice. Work clothes. Good. Yeah. I like it. Gets blood on them and stuff. <laughs> Uh, you're really getting into the spirit of the of the Halloween <laughs> show. So, guys, let's start straight away um, with a, a title to a track that is equally as mad as the sound that you make, and I mean that in a very good way as a compliment. Uh, a thousand opera singers working in Starbucks is the name of uh, the single that you've just popped out. So, yep. tell us where that title came from first and foremost. That title came from an article that I was reading about this kind of political theory about how um, basically we, we used to live in a time when everyone did everything sort of um, nominally well and with nominal levels of success and now we live in a time where um, some people are ridiculously successful at things and some people are not successful at, right. all at it and so he was saying how you've got for example Steve Jobs and then a million software developers making computers in their parents' garage. Yeah. And then you've got Andrea Pacelli and a thousand opera singers working in, in Starbucks. Starbucks. And and thus the song then, was born. Yeah, and I was like, that was such a nightmarish image. Well, name song I'm glad it. you brought that up because... Uh, the, and I'm glad that story came out that way because I did want to say that I'm just really fascinated with how you guys have created your sound and I wanted to really know what was the, almost like the fuel that went into it. Do you know what I mean? Like like what you read and what you like other stuff you listen mm. to and like what kind of things you used as reference point for your sound so i take it from that that you read a lot william <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah a bit enough yeah. <laughs> enough and so so what other things have inspired you to come up with with your sound guys 
That's what I want to know. Um, we quite like a lot of different types of sound, and we also like lots of songs that are quite dense and collaged, like collaged lots of different uh-huh. sounds together. So when we're thinking about our, our sound, we like the phrase, like, heavy wood. <laughs> we use it because we <laughs> <Yeah>. like... <laughs> which we talk about quite a lot when we're just talking about, like, what yeah. we... Because we've just been recording, so we're talking about what we want our recordings to sound like. Uh-huh. And so we want it to sound like using lots of organic, like, natural sounds and, like, found sounds and... Um, field recordings and stuff but then also to layer those up make them really really dense put loads of electronic effects on them or electronic sounds together and sort of that's where it, yeah that's where it begins because it's a real mix of instruments and electronic yeah. and, and as you said like found footage yeah. kind of stuff yeah. so when you're creating that where do you normally start do you normally start with like the instruments and then you add everything else in or sometimes will you find something that will inspire you to bring the rest in or a bit of both or yeah it, it's a bit of both I think a lot of our songs are, are stem from one sound that we're just really interested in or one kind of uh, combination of sounds like a theme or we like discovering new ways to play our instruments new ways to make sounds so one uh-huh. one of us maybe will come with a, a sound that we've recently discovered or we've never sort of applied in a certain way before and then the song is layered up um, around it so we like having like a very strong core and then and then expanding out mm-hmm. and is there like one thing that you can think of where one of you has brought something and gone listen to this this is amazing and the rest of you have gone what on earth are you going on yeah. about but then it's made it onto yeah. a piece of work I've got a really good one so Will um, recorded a funny sound that his dishwasher was making great yeah in oh, the yeah. middle of the night and it woke him up in the middle of the night and then he got up and recorded it yeah. and it's basically just like a lot of clanking and then there's like a boop like, it's like a it's quite it's, it makes like a note yeah, I, yeah. and then something like you know there's a thing that spins around on the top that was like catching yeah, the top yeah, yeah. of like a saucepan so it's going yeah, like that. and then you just sort of looped that and made that into a beat, and that's, that's in amazing. one. That's in a recording. Yeah. That's like, amazing. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk a bit more uh, about uh, a thousand opera singers working in Starbucks in a bit. But is there anything in there that we would be really surprised to learn what's actually made that sound? Oh. There's that. There's the stream at Solver. Yeah. In there's there, a in a little bit. There's. Is there bells? Uh, oh, the beginning? We've just come off the back of like that was like part of our whole. We were recording the whole of our album at the same time as making that song, so right, we're trying not so. to like conflate other songs <laughs> yeah. into it. There's, yeah. de- there's a stream, so we recorded almost all of our album in um, West Wales. We right. went away to record, and um, there's we took recordings from all over the the places like like church bells and birds and the sea and all that kind of thing. Mm. And there's this there was a, there's a stream um, in this um, estuary. Right? Was yeah. it an estuary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it and um it's like a sort of it floods when the tide's up, when the tide's out you can walk all the way down it and there's this stream and we it's really quiet but the stream is really small. Where is this in West Wales? In It's in uh Pembrokeshire, so southwest. Uh, okay, yeah, no, it's not I because right. I, I was I felt like I was gonna be able to say that I'd been there, but I don't think I have. <laughs> I, but I've been to a piece of estuary that floods and then it goes out and you can walk across it basically. But it's I mean, it's, yeah, it's an amazing place. But we yeah, so like there's like a stream in there that comes in. Um there's what else have we got in there? There's lo- there's loads of stuff. Uh, there's a lot of us like um, putting vocals through synths and stuff like that, uh, like experimenting yeah, 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 with yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So feeding shouting. microphones through synths, yeah, shouting. Mm. 
There's um, a lot of room noise, so we um, we tried to. It didn't always. We didn't always keep everything we did, but um, Will came up with an idea where we'd basically finish recording songs and then we just sort of play it um, in to our studio space and then just sort of randomly do stuff and record what we do right. sort of like, like jump up and jump down, up and down or just or along to the songs and saucepans and quite a lot of that <laughs> yeah yeah, and quite a lot of that drag things across the floor <laughs> made it into this song some of Amazing. it sounded terrible but some of it worked oh we had the yeah. thing with them um, we um, did this thing called uh, sample tracking where you basically you, you make a sound and then you um, assign different pitches of that sound in the right intervals to a chromatic keyboard and then you can play it so we I know exactly what you're talking about no no idea (laughs) so so we got like so we we did um, uh, Gareth Jones who produced that track with us did um, we'd spent like a little while recording um, Immy and Ellie's voices into into this sampler and then we could play their voices like a keyboard oh amazing so it sounded in the low notes it was like really distorted and like yeah and then the high notes was like chipmunks yeah and then we put that all over the record and sometimes like sang over it as well so it had this like weird well I'm I'm very excited (laughs) to hear this this album it sounds like yeah yeah (laughs) but even just like you know over a whole record I bet that's going to be absolutely fascinating and so I'm very much looking forward to that do you know when that's going to come out Mm. um we're thinking before summer, so May, June-ish. Nice, actually. yeah. Yeah, that's the hope. Cool. Yeah. Well, I I look forward to that. Cool. Uh, very much, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. The Joey Page Show every Wednesday from two till four p.m. It's now time to get to the business end of the show. A guest that I'm very very excited to have on a band that I've liked for a very long time. It's time to welcome Graham from Tokyo Police Club all the way from Ontario in Canada. Uh, sorry, Toronto in Canada. Uh, welcome to the show, Graham. Thanks for having me. Toronto is in Ontario. Yeah, so I know, but right. it's still sort of... Yeah, I just panicked, basically. <laughs> I was reading the wrong <laughs> bit of my thing. But yeah, how are you doing? I'm great. Back from tour. I'm relaxing, and it's lovely, thanks. Oh, nice. Having a nice relax. Do you get post-tour blues? That's the sort of thing that I imagine is something you have to guard against when you come back off of a tour. Or do you, or are you, just as you said, really just enjoying it? No, I mean, you, you do definitely get to post-tour blues, but I have learned not to guard against it. You just have to let it wash over you and experience it, and then it will go, go faster. Okay. That's, that's a good piece of sound advice. Let me ask you a very hack question. Is it, is it freezing over there at the moment? It's not terrible. When I right when I got back off the plane from Los Angeles, it was really cold, so yeah. that was a good uh, good return to Canadian living. But it's it's okay right now. I mean, it's, I think if it was this temperature over there, you'd all be you know huddled inside around the fire. Absolutely, and um, and we love a whinge as well. So you're absolutely correct there. Um, so you've got a bit of a gap uh, before you go out again in March on tour. So what are you yeah. going to be doing in this in this sort of period, other than obviously Christmas? What are you going to be doing in these next couple of months? What have you got planned? That's a fantastic question. Happily, I think we can kind of shut things down until after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how the music industry rolls over there, but on this side of the pond, everyone seems to really stop working around uh, December first. Oh so. yeah, absolutely. I've uh, I've been trying to find a couple of things for features today, and going, no one's doing anything already. <laughs> it feels like it's already yeah, shut down. Just, so they just really everyone's like, you know what? It's almost Christmas. We'll talk again in February. But that means that I kind of, you know, even if I really wanted to work, I couldn't. So in January, we'll start figuring out 
what's next as far as, you know, we're already thinking about 2020. We just had a call yesterday with our agent about, like, where we're going to be in summer 2020. So we're constantly thinking down the road. That's great. I mean, and also that's great news for people that uh, heard a lot of scary stories that you guys nearly split up. So that's really reassuring for people to hear. I know. Well, that's probably half the reason we were so freaked out when we were thinking about splitting in the first place is, you know, you never get to like be, or it's very difficult to be right in the moment when you're constantly planning for six months, a year, 18 months down the road. You're always, you're like, we're already thinking about our next record Yeah. and the new one just came out. And that can be very daunting if you're having, like, if you're feeling any kind of uh, bad vibes about what's going on. You just feel so swept up in the momentum of the thing when you're talking, you know, 18 months down the road. Sure. But fortunately, we're all happy now, so it's exciting. And and is it okay for me to ask, like, what what was the reason why you nearly spelled? Because this that this album, uh, as it's becoming famously, uh, never nearly came out. Nearly never came out, should I say? So yeah, what was what's going on? Um, I mean, I, I can only speak for myself, but I think everyone was around the same page, which was just. We've been doing it for 10 years and, you know, we'd done a lot of stuff. It had gone really well and, you know, in a lot of directions. And I think sort of like almost an inertia had set in where no one was that excited or engaged, but everyone was just swept along by the machine of the thing. And, you know, you'd make another record because it was time to make another record. Someone yeah, right. about it. And everyone just I think finally caught up with it and like decided to reevaluate and that process of reevaluation for a second felt like it was going to be a process of finishing uh, and then it ended up being very different and actually it's become very fruitful as well because you you really do sound like possibly more than ever that you guys really sort of had fun and was also experimenting with like a few different types of style and things like that that comes with the freedom of going well we don't really know what we're doing in in a nice way, do you know what I mean? We because this might not be going on forever or whatever, so let's just make sure that this is fun. That's, yeah, that's exactly what it's like. I mean, it really was because we were writing these songs even as you know we were thinking about what's going to happen. Is anything going to happen? And I know like there's a lot of songs where when I was working on them, I kind of thought I was phoning it in. I was like, I don't care. I'm quitting anyway. So right. I'll play yeah. the guitar. And for, fortunately, instead of doing a terrible job, that meant that I kind of loosened up and came up with some cool stuff that I otherwise might not have. Um, I don't think I'll try and, the same process again. Uh, to- talking of the album, uh, TPC, of course, um, can you pinpoint any particular moments on the album where you're like, had I not felt that way, I don't think I ever would have come up with this particular sound or this song or whatever there's that that song one of these days which is i think the second to last song on the record if i'm not mistaken is one of the earlier ones that we wrote and i mean you know there's no you don't you don't hear me doing any kind of guitar heroics or anything that's not really what i'm given to but when we were writing it i had sort of just got a new guitar and i really was just laying into the distortion pedals and the feedback and kind of you know windmilling away on her and just generally I'm usually, or I used to be more reserved. I used to be really insecure about like putting myself out there, especially on the guitar, because Josh is so much better than me. Right. But yeah, I was just sort of, just sort of going away on it, and it ended up being cool. And I think that sort of that became my guitar approach for the album was just nice. like let, let her rip. Um, and and uh, one of my personal favorites on the album, I'm going to ask you about because uh, yeah. just for selfish reasons, I get to ask the questions, so I'm going to ask about this. Uh, what can you tell me about Pigs? Because I absolutely love that song. 
Yeah, that one's a blast. That one was when I really realized I'd never played guitar in the recording studio before because I always played keyboards. Right. And, you know, that riff in that song, it's not difficult if you have any degree of guitar skill, but I found it very difficult. And that was sort of, in the early days of the recording, I realized that I was being really, um, like, a, like, a, like a scared kid having to present a speech in front of the class every time I played. And I kept on being like, sorry, I know you guys will have to fix that on the computer. And everyone was like, it's fine. Stop, stop constantly apologizing for the guitar. Yeah. And now I can play it. Great. Well, that's a bonus, isn't it? It, 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 it makes it a lot understand. easier, yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, but yeah, I just, uh, I really love that. That's sort of my little earworm at the moment that I, uh, I've got constantly on my Spotify. And that's another one that it's much riffier and, and uh, more straightforward than something I think we would have allowed ourselves to do in the past. Yeah. Um, and you say that you're working already on on the next thing. So, is there anything you can tell us about what you've been up to in that respect? Well, sadly, the next thing currently only exists theoretically as like point on a calendar because okay. it strategically makes good sense for us to put another thing ahead. Yeah. And you know, in order to do that, you kind of have to carve out time to write the damn thing and record the damn thing. So, sure, you know, we're moving into it pretty quickly, and I. From where I'm standing right now, I think it will probably be, you know, of of the same part of our, our creative brain as the as TPC, the latest one yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're still sort of referring to it as TPC2, as yeah, a placeholder sure. name. I, I, but also, also, I suppose it's more about the feeling that you, you brought into it than, than anything, right? Oh, you want to carry sure. on and I, I think... We've been doing this long enough to know that, you know, the best laid plans are, are generally the ones that change the fastest. So we'll see. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and uh, genuinely a big fan. So it was a real thrill to have you on the show. Uh, obviously, oh, Thank you. people can find TPC on Spotify and you do literally sound like a really reinvigorated bunch of having fun. And I highly recommend it. It's a great listen. So uh, people go out and listen to it. And even if you possibly can buy a copy of it because that's what all musicians would prefer buy a physical copy of the album uh give it to a loved one for christmas that kind of thing but uh yeah yeah uh tpc is out now it's a great album uh thank you so much for coming on graham thanks so much for having me this was a blast oh great well uh next time you're over in the uk come in the studio and see us deal love to have you in lovely well i'll let I'll you get to back to relaxing what are you doing with the rest of the day great question oh i'm going to see a band called charlie bliss tonight you know charlie bliss i don't know oh they're terrific they're my favorite new band they actually met in line at a tokyo police club concert years ago wow so we kind of, we kind of feel like they're our, our sons and heirs oh cool charlie bliss like as in a name yeah yeah uh, c-h-a-r-l-y all right i'll uh i will i'll put myself on that on the on the underground home later all right uh, uh, you'll love it yeah nice one well thanks so much for coming on and uh hopefully we'll see you next time you're over thanks so much man have a nice day you too take care cheers, take care cheers bye the joey Payne show every wednesday from 2 till 4 p.m well, I hope you enjoyed that little mixed bag of interviews taken from my Fubar radio show. If you'd like to listen to the full show, which includes features and all the songs from all the artists that you've heard in these interviews and many, many more, then tune in every Wednesday from 2 till 4 live or go to foobarradio.com for the podcast.